Good morning. How you doing? How you feeling? My name is Tony Miller. This is my co-host, Grumpy Bear. And this is the morning show here on the Labor Network, TLN.1, or our easier-to-remember website, labor.money. And we are super glad to have you here with us here for the morning show. Weekday morning, sometimes maybe on the weekend, I don't know, we'll see. We try to connect with working people here in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia, coming to you live from Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy. And the people at the top, they're not ashamed of it. They love it. They love stomping on working people, poor people. They've been doing it for hundreds of years in this city. So a real proud tradition of shit. Uh, Yeah. So what are we doing here? Well, Grumpy and I are here every morning, uh, every morning, to talk to working people who are trying to demand the wages, benefits, and working conditions that they deserve. Um, I worked in Richmond for many years, Shameen Hotels, Richmond, Virginia, and they fired me for organizing hotel workers. Tried to help some hotel workers get the life benefits, the wages, the working conditions that they deserve but the evil company threw me out and continues to shit on the workers to this day what are you gonna do well here at the labor network we believe that you can change your vibration we believe that you can vibrate a life of health and wealth and that's what we come here to talk to you about every day so we're gonna take our crystals We've got a little amethyst, and we got some beautiful pink crystal here this morning. Whoop! From our little crystal holder, and we are gonna say, "God, Lord, you know, okay, we didn't win the lottery last night like we were planning, but that's all right. We will win in other ways. We will vibrate a life of health and wealth. For many of us in Richmond and other places, it means we're gonna get organized, right? We're gonna we're gonna get together with our workers. We're gonna demand from our owners and managers the wages benefits and the working conditions we deserve good vibrations right every day every morning good vibrations before we jump in to talking about what's going on in richmond what's going on in the world of labor with working people right all right well First things first, because we are in Richmond, we do love to check out the Richmond local news, richmond.com, or one of the other Richmond websites. Uh, All kind of junk, in my opinion, but um, that's just one man's opinion. What do you care, right? All right. So coming to you, uh, richmond.com, let's swap over some things here all righty richmond.com even though i pay for a membership it's still covered in ads look at that big ad for long and foster they don't want you to see the news they want you to get ads again uh true of most media organizations most media or orgs like rtd like even the big newspapers 
great people, journalists, right? Honest to good editors. Uh, they care. Uh, one of my best friends just visited him in D.C. He's a major uh, editor for a major publication. <laughs> good people. But they're owned by you know, multimedia organizations that come and strip them for parts and break them down. So uh, not the reporter's fault that this is junk, not you know their fault this is junk junk but um as always let's <laughs> read this shit newspaper all right well here's some garbage uh hokies football you all love sports you worship athletes don't really get it don't understand that all of your favorite athletes major league though as we learn all the time from one of our favorite books the future we need uh, they're in labor unions. That's how they get their money in their bennies. So, you know, something to think about. Um, again, $2 million house in Richmond, not for working people like us. Hell no. Um, Confederate imagery remains in Washington, D.C. It sure does, but uh, more important than not, it remains... Everywhere in Richmond, Virginia, right? So, uh, pretty funny that Richmond.com calling out Washington, D.C. for having Confederate imagery. Uh, I live in D.C. I lived in D.C. I was just there. I go there all, all the time. Uh, yeah, not so much an issue in D.C. as it is an issue in... Virginia, where, you know, your capital of this confederacy where I live, Richmond, um, statues of generals everywhere, up and down for a long time. So not really sure why Richmond.com thinks it's a story to talk about D.C. Maybe they should talk about uh, getting rid of them here and the mentality here. Something to consider. Again, we talk about your House of Representatives and we talk about your Senate. Uh, we're going to get into the Senate today for the first time. But we've seen numerous members of the House of Representatives or the, in the Virginia General Assembly who are proud to be affiliated with the Confederacy. Um, so again, you know, fake news here from Richmond.com. Not a real story. Uh, this place is basically the Confederacy. I don't understand how it's not. If you are a black or brown person, a, a poor white person with no education, uh, formally anyways, um, this city is not here to support you, right? So very interesting uh, piece there in the sense that it's like, no, your own city's shit. Um, again, running back, I think it's great. College football is great. But again, you don't, you're not going to play for the pros. Stop caring so much about the shit care about how to get the work you know the wages benefits working conditions you deserve when you have money like i used to have you, know, you have a bmw you've got all these shoes you live a life you want then you can worry about sports again but um you're too poor to worry about that uh, and you're too you know fucked so we got to help you get organized first uh here we go here's what should be disqualifying for public office and it ain't online sex well i believe with, i believe in that um <sighs> Let's see. I don't know. I'm not reading this. But, uh, 
I think it's great. People, you know, being normal people, they're definitely the kind of people you want running for office. I don't want uh, hoity-toity, you know, boring, straight white people in office. They tend to have other things that they're hiding. Trust me, all of my friends are wealthy and white. And, um, you know, they behave properly in front of the camera, but then they're a mess in public. Just trust me on that. Uh, you don't have any rich white friends, but that's all I have. So, um, true story. Once again, you know, I think all of this is junk and I just do this every morning. The people realize that they're, you know, again, great reporters here at Richmond Times. We had our friend Chris Suarez, great piece by him about Hotel Workers United. But the truth is that the company running this, you know, um, it's all about money, money, money. And they break these orbs down. Uh, they're terrible. And again, Richmond Times Dispatch, can't forget this. They're based at 300 East Franklin Street in Richmond, Virginia, where I used to work, because they're building and they pay rent to my old boss, Neil Amin of Shamin Hotels. True story, who fired me for organizing hotel workers. And when we uh, talked about running a story in Richmond Times, only could get one run because Richmond Times, you know, the big guys at the top, did not want to upset their landlord. That's a true story. So um, Richmond Times, Dispatch, local news, all of them, very fake. Uh, they don't care about you. They're not looking out for you. And if you do see a good article run in there, I can assure you the reporter had to try uh, for their life to get it run. So we don't like major news or like that. Um, even though we are not the news, we don't trust anybody who says that they are, for the most part. So, um, as normal, maybe one or two good pieces on Richmond.com, but mostly junk. True story. A little coffee from our love is love mug. Yeah, it's pretty gay, I guess, kind of like me. <laughs> From West Elm, when I used to be able to afford nice things from West Elm, my whole D.C. apartment was in West Elm, and then I got fired, had a breakdown, threw it all away, or gave it all away, and now my shit is, you know, 50-cent plates and shit from Target. What can you do? All right, so we know that Richmond.com and other places full of junk, full of junk. Uh, so what can we trust? Whom do we trust? What do we really want to consume, right? Well... Uh, for us, as working people, we might think, well, you know, don't the labor unions have good information, right? Can't we trust the articles that come from them because they actually stick up for working people? Yeah. So, like we tell you all the time here at the Labor Network, you need a union like you need a car. True story, even though I did that backwards. There's a lot of cars out there for people, right? Um, there's Chevy, there's Dodge, there's Chrysler, there's Ford, there's Pontiac, there's Kia, there's Hyundai. We hope uh, they're union-made, but, you know, whatever. I'm in a BMW. I think it's union-made. I think a lot of BMWs um, these days down in the South, right? Hopefully you uh, hopefully union-made. But I don't know. It's another time and a place for me. But there's a lot of unions out there, a lot of cars out there. Uh, we need to find the right one for you, right? So Ford, Chevy, Dodge car, truck, van, doesn't matter. We need to find the right union for you so that you're no longer going to work on your feet, tired and broke. Okay. One of the unions that we love, we talk about them all the time, uh, because to be quite honest, I've told this to them very directly and I've told other unions the same. 
uh, Teamsters here, our friends at the Teamsters. We love the Teamsters. Teamsters doing a great job. Clean news articles. But this is from their uh, yesterday. Teamster.org. Teamsters Human Rights and Diversity Commission honors World Mental Health Day. Uh, mental health, very super duper important. One of the big things that I think unions and organized groups stand for these days is like people need a break, right? Work is hard. You got to be taking a lot more time off. Um, pizza party isn't enough, right? Companies always trying to throw you a pizza party, always trying to tell you they're a family. It's bullshit. It's a lie. I used to do that. I used to take out my company credit card. People would be crying, wanting to leave. And I'd go, oh, can I get you a pizza? Can we can we make this okay for five minutes? Um, I felt bad, wanted to do more. And that's why eventually I got fired. But true story, um, this is coming from Team Search Human Rights and Diversity Commission Director Anthony M. Rosa, releasing the following statement. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters is proud to recognize World Mental Health Day and stand in solidarity with all workers who have experienced mental health difficulties. Right. We remain committed to helping create a world where mental health is valued, protected, and nurtured. Love that. Right. So important. I, again, you know, it's not just about the money. Although the money is probably the most important thing. But uh, one of the reasons you need a union is so that you can have mental health days, right? So that you can make sure part of your contract is that you've got health benefits that include mental health, therapy, um, right? For you, your family, employee assistance programs, work is hard, especially working people jobs. You can't take a breather. You know, I had a work, I, I had a... Sorry for those symbols. I had a pretty white-collar job uh, when I was at Shameen uh, after years of being a worker, right? Uh, I could do whatever I wanted. I could take a, you know, I wouldn't have to take a mental health day. I could just work remote for a little bit, or I could go home early and work remote for a little bit, or I could, you know, take a breather somewhere and work remote for a little bit on my phone or laptop. Working people don't get to do that. And so it's very important that you have an org like the Teamsters standing up for you at work to go, hey, this guy's got guaranteed time off so they can take a mental health day. Hey, we're going to make sure you've got health benefits that include mental health so that when work does get too hard before you become a drug addict alcoholic, which is pretty common in working places, um, terrible amounts of alcoholism and gambling problems and drug addiction, right? It's hard work and you need help. You need good mental health. You deserve it. And people like the Teamsters are going to fight for you so that you have it. A super good piece there from the Teamsters. Very grateful for that. All right. Um, before we get into what's next, uh, maybe a, a bit of a longer piece that we got in Richmond. Great topic uh, that we're going to spend some time talking about. Uh, a report from Richmond educators. We love teachers. We're going to do our word of the day and a little charge piece. So let's flip over to that uh, really quickly. Give me just a moment.
All right. Word of the day from Merriam-Webster is veracity. Veracity refers to an immoderate eagerness or enthusiasm for something or to an intense desire to eat or consume something. Uh, used in a sentence, Elena reads books with the veracity that requires multiple weekly visits to the library. Uh, you can be described as having a voracious appetite. That's probably the most common way that we use the word veracity. Again, very important to use big words, large words, many words. Uh, increasing your vocabulary increases the different vibrations that you can put out to the universe, which means you're going to get different things back. So um, how do I put that in a more simple way? Use big words. Get bigger returns. <laughs> right? Uh, people, I mean, we talk about this all the time when we talk about you know, Ivy League nonsense, right? We talk about people that go to Harvard and Yale and even Cornell University. Uh, they use fair words. You know, we use words uh, that have depth and richness to them. It's important to do that so that you can create a reality where you express yourself in more rich, robust ways. Um, you've got to stand up for yourself. You've got to learn a little bit. Most of you are too lazy. Uh, most of you folks out there today who might watch this, I hope, you know, you live in a TikTok world. You live in a world of Instagram reels and YouTube shorts. Uh, none of you are smart. Um, we played that clip, especially your kids. Your kids are stupid. You, we're going to play that clip again, maybe on the, from the Instagram where those lovely teachers are talking about how dumb the kids are these days. And, and, and they are. Um, they're really dumb. <laughs> They're, you know, one of the main reasons kids are stupid is because you yourself are dumb. Um, you've let yourself go, right? You know, you've seen fat cone. You've seen pictures of me, 70 pounds heavier. Uh, you know what it means to let yourself go mentally. I used to, I let myself go physically. Most of you have let yourself go mentally. So we're going to give you bigger words. We expect you to use bigger words when we have conversations with each other. You are going to find that by thinking in bigger words, using better words, expanding your mind and vocabulary, you're going to change your vibrational set point, and you are going to get organized and get the life you demand, right? So I know, crazy jump from using bigger words into leading a bigger life, but it's true. Um, that is actually how the world works, crazily enough. So use... Use bigger words. Have a voracious appetite for vocabulary, and it will help expand your life. Isn't that right, Grumpy Bear? You said that succinctly and with clarity. Lacking loquaciousness. <laughs> oh, thanks, Grumpy. Grumpy Bear, great guy, good friend of mine. So use some words. Use bigger words. Use better words. Stop sounding like a dodo. All right. What's next? Well, as I mentioned, um, you know, we, we're going to jump into something from the educators here. But before we do that, I do want to flip to Instagram. We'll maybe do like two or three quick bites. And then we're going to get to this more long form piece uh, from Richmond Education Association. <laughs> First up, again, raise the sound, QSSW. Love them. I want to play this clip. 
Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. <laughs> it's a stressful environment, and I feel like I can't really say what I want to say. I'll be quiet, and then whenever something happens, some fight or something break out, we all just kind of go to the side, just let it happen, because I'm over fear of our safety. I don't want to get involved. Try to uh, it's basically like if I'm not able to give a grab then I can find somewhere else to go. I would like to pay, well, I could pay $10 an hour. You know what? Tips. Yeah, I want tips like that. Well, well it's hard. What more can a person say about this, right? Uh, for those of you who need a reminder, I worked in hospitality and service for 15 years. 15 years I watched people like you, uh, well, not like you, but, you know, people like my friends, really. Uh, white girls named Jennifer, their boyfriends named Brad. They come in, they treat workers like shit. That's what they do. Um, I'm not saying that they treat everybody like shit all the time. You know, they're probably nice people in their day-to-day -day lives, right? Uh, we say that all the time. But the minute they walk into the Waffle House, the minute they walk into the hotel, they turn into monsters. Uh, and that happens a lot. I think this video does a great job of demonstrating a few points and I'm really grateful um, for being here on Asheville Waffle House or maybe it's Ebony. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name improperly, uh, but I'm, you know, the average check at a Waffle House, I haven't been to a Waffle House in forever, but let's just say the average check, you know, two people come in, uh, maybe these days $10 a head, you know, maybe 12 Maybe the t check's $24, um, 20%. It's supposed to be a $4.80 tip, say five bucks. Um, Debbie's point, nobody tips. And more importantly, people come in here and they're violent. They're drunk. They're tweaked out of their minds. They don't go to the fucking Ritz-Carlton, you know? Well, my buddies do when we're, we're drunk and drummed out. We end up at the Ritz-Carlton to have martinis and champagne. But that's not what most people do. Most people get drunk and then they fucking roll in to the Waffle House and they fucking are rude and, and cruel to workers like Ebony. That's the story. That's what it happens nine times out of ten. And these folks are only making $10 now. Waffle House CEO net worth is, I've read, $1.7 billion. Fine. Give some of that back. Has to, right? These workers have to stand up together um ebony's right you know if she tries to stand up on her own they're gonna tell her to get the fuck out right that's true but by getting together with her colleagues and co-workers they will stand up and they will demand the life that they deserve uh service work is so hard ten dollars an hour and really no we know she's not getting tipped it's a fucking waffle house you fucking joking you know, when I worked at the Screw Top Wine Bar in Clarendon, Virginia, I got good tips, all right? I, I was making fine money. I did not need a union. Didn't need one. But, you know, Ebony and her folks, they do. They do. And we talked about this before. 
you know, again, tipping culture, it's fucking ridiculous. Don't fucking tip. Tipping isn't the answer. Go fuck yourself. Um, pay the white wage, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this is different. You're like, what the hell is he talking about here? Well, this is from Hilton Careers. And this is run by Hilton Worldwide. So, you know, again, I worked in hotel opera, hotels for 15 years. Uh, there's Hilton, there's hotels, and and then there's the franchise organization. That's the franchise organization. Uh, do they sometimes still run a bunch of hotels? Yeah, but not mostly. Um, most hotels, as you saw, owned in America by AHOA. Uh, they're owned by these shitty Indians. Um, but Hilton Worldwide, Hilton, you know, they change the name all the time. So they used to be Hilton Worldwide. Now, blah, blah, I forget what they're called. It's Hilton these days. But Hilton Careers, this is a scam that they do. Uh, Hilton, and, and I used to work with them. I, you're going to see many friends of mine pop up on here. And I'm going to point them out um, as they come up. But Hilton does this thing where they pay workers very little. They treat them with... Um, a mild amount of dignity and respect. And so what they do is they keep them as modern-day slaves or modern-day indentured servants, and they throw a little party for you, right? So this worker here, you know, I don't know Evan. I don't know his story. Um, But Evan, uh, probably not getting paid a lot of money. And instead of getting together with his colleagues and demanding what he deserves, they do this thing where they shower you with a pizza party, give you a little phony, you know, thing, he uh, certificate or something, and tell you that everything is great and golden and make you feel good for five minutes, and then you go home and you can't feed your family. So I strongly dislike when Hilton and the other orgs, but Hilton's the worst offender, I would say, does this. Um, this is modern day indentured servitude and it needs to stop. Also, I just looked into this picture a little bit more and I'm pretty angry. I'm pretty angry. Uh, look at what they did here. They cheated this guy, right? So that says Cornell University. Uh, you might think, well, what the fuck is Cornell University? Uh, you're not thinking that, not on this show, because that's the great seal of the shittiest Ivy League college that there is, but it is an Ivy League school nonetheless. That is not a degree from Cornell University. Um, this scam happens all the time. That is a certificate from E. Cornell. E. Cornell, in part founded by Dr. Ronald G. Ehrenberg, Dr. Ehrenberg, author of a book called Tuition Rising. Dr. Ehrenberg, when he was a vice president of Cornell University, helped form E. Cornell as a way to drive an ancillary revenue uh, that wouldn't be treated the same way as the revenue that we get for tuition and other things. It's handled in a different manner. Um, I love Dr. Ehrenberg. He changed my life. But basically, this certificate program is a way for Cornell to get extra money kind of not taxed and what... Yeah, read the book to learn more, but... It's a scam. Um, and it pisses me off. I I have to tell you. Now, all the Ivies do it these days. Uh, we're going to flip this into Ivy League nonsense because that's that's really what we're talking about right now. Um, e. Cornell is a scam. This 
this degree that they gave this poor person, you know, they just told this guy, hey, you don't need a union. You don't need to get organized and fight for your rights. You don't deserve it because we're going to throw at you this phony E. Cornell certificate. And we're going to tell you, be happy. Here's a pizza party. Go take your E. Cornell certificate. Don't complain about work. We love you. We love you. We love you. No, it's garbage and it's bullshit. Um, Hilton Worldwide, I work for them. Okay, this is a total fucking thing they do to keep people from fucking rising up. E. Cornell, I fucking know the fucking inventor of E. Cornell, all right? So there's not one human, I think, aside from maybe a handful of Cornell alum. No, no, I, I'm it. It's just me. Um, there's no Cornellians that work at Hilton Worldwide. There's like five. Their hotelities, they probably had to be bottom of the barrel of their class, I, I had to guess. I've met two of them. Nice people, but they you know, they weren't at the top. Um I like them though, whatever. This is a scam. This has to stop. It is manipulation. It is abuse. It is a trick. Uh, and I have no tolerance for it. Hilton careers, total scam. Um, you are not empowered when you are at Hilton. They are taking money right out of your pocket. So, um, Instead, stand together at Jobs of Justice, right? These are people that are actually fighting for you. Uh, Jay with Jay out here, part of the UAW strike. They're the opposite of what I just showed. Um, I don't know, it makes me really angry. So I wanted to, 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 to share that before we jump into a little bit more of a long form piece. All right. Um, with that in mind, 30 minutes here. Let me take a breather, refill my mug, and I will be right back.
Thank you for giving me a moment to get changed. Appreciate that. I'm not a whole, I'm going to show off my, my shirt. My Virginia is for unions shirt. <laughs> Love that, right? Virginia is for unions. Virginia is for lovers. But Virginia is for unions. Great shirt here. So thank you to my friends. At Virginia is for unions for getting this to me, even though they say it's a medium. I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe I need to be exercising a little bit more. <laughs> uh, but that's on me, right? So great, great shirt uh, here. All right. Um, speaking of unions in Virginia, because we know you need a union like you need a car. Well, one of our uh, favorite unions, of course, has got to be the Richmond Education Association, right? We love teachers. My gosh. Do we love anybody more than teachers? Hard to say uh, because we love teachers so doggone much. They make an impact in our lives. They've changed. They change your lives all the time. Um, so, you know, we, <laughs> how can we not love teachers? How can we not listen to teachers when they talk to us? about what's going on, right? So, uh, where in the heck did I put their article? Right here. All right. In solidarity with Creighton Court residents, this is Richmond Education Association. I'm sharing this directly from their website. And again, uh, great, great site here, right? Uh, 1,200, 1,200 workers, all kinds of folks. But this one uh, particularly made sense to me. It's in solidarity with Creighton Court residents. Uh, great article here. I will, um, of course, link to it as always. But it makes some really good points. Um, for one, it calls out this article here. And I'm going to switch uh, about potential aid that could have been brought to Creighton Court. Now, for those of you who need a little bit of a refresher, uh, Creighton Court highlighted here kind of this area here right um in richmond i of course as you can see on the dot can't lie to you even if i wanted to i'm at the blue dot right here uh, towards the center that's where i live in churchill churchill north is i guess what it's being called uh so my point is that it's really close uh really close to sort of where i live um, so I'm pretty familiar with the area. Furthermore, I will tell you, I've driven through, I've driven through, I, I've, uh, what, on, on attempts to connect with workers, uh, and as part of some community organizing work that I have done in the area, I'll tell you, I've been to Creighton Court, 
And I certainly understand that there is a huge need for housing in the community, right? Um, I love here, and again, it was on that article I just shared from Richmond Education, REA. Uh, they, they say, quote, it is our conviction that housing is a human right, and we believe we must fight for guaranteed, dignified housing for all poor and low-income working people, not commodified for-profit housing under the guise of affordable housing, end quote. I really support that because I'll tell you, if you um, were to take uh, some time to visit the area, it is incredibly impoverished. Um, I have never in my life, as you can imagine, ever seen such abject poverty and it broke my heart i parked somewhere in the middle of, of, a, of a spot and creating to go hand out some flyers and to try to connect with some some working folks um i don't know what else to say does this look like the kind of housing that you feel you would want yourself to live in with your children? And the answer is, of course, a fucking no. Uh, this is ridiculous. Is This is insanity. Uh, hard to believe that these folks are not getting the support that they deserve. So great article here from VPM. VPM, uh, you know, you want to talk about a good news source in Virginia? VPM, all right? VPM, no shit. I mean, like, uh, two ads here in the corner, whatever. Uh, Colonial Williamsburg, not a big deal. Fine, nothing's popping up. Nothing's coming at your face. Uh, great piece here by Connor Scribner. Um, Connor, really good piece. A lot of good details here, so I won't go through them. Talking about why they didn't, why, you know, why they were denied, but uh, good... <laughs> You know, and it talks about organizers in Richmond saying, hey, we could have told you this was going to happen, but you didn't listen. And I think it speaks to what is going on in Richmond and what really Virginia as a commonwealth is all about. Uh, this state sucks. This city sucks. It goes out of its way to fight poor people and working people. I've never seen a government or a group of leaders within a community so hell-bent on attacking actively the poorest and weakest people in it. Um, but that's what the Confederacy was all about. And again, um, I would argue that not much has changed in this state. Uh, again, you know, Richmond only 100 miles from D.C. D.C. a far more civilized and put-together city than here. <laughs> You know, D.C., rampant crime. Uh, they can't even manage their own budget. Uh, it's a dump in a lot of ways, D.C. is. But my God, it is nothing compared to the systemic racism and class warfare that is perpetrated on the working people 
in Richmond. And this is a perfect example. So again, great piece from Connor here in BPM talking about how nobody is fighting for these working people. You know, literally hotel workers that work for me, people that are working people in this city doing the jobs that Brad and Jennifer just won't do. They deserve better housing. It is a human right. And it has been mercilessly trampled here in Richmond. The article also pointing out that in Richmond, one of the other horrible things about this place that needs changing is the eviction rate. So, you know, top evicting large cities in the United States. This is 2016 data, so admittedly it's a little old, but that's okay. Um, talking about, you know, how often people are being tossed out of their homes, right? Um, housing justice is, to me, far more important than any other justice. I, you know, you people out there uh, are always talking about the gosh damn fucking birds and the bees and the fucking trees, but you don't care about the fact the working person who took care of you at the grocery store yesterday or did your Uber Eats delivery, you don't care about them. Um, and that has to stop. I have zero tolerance for that. That is one of the reasons I am here. Evictions Lab from Princeton University. I like how they don't have. <laughs> they very, very, very kindly and properly put it at the very bottom. Uh, again, founded by the Bill and Linda Gates Foundation. Bill and Linda Gates, the reason that there are so many poor people out there. Uh, life is complicated, right? But Princeton University, uh, perhaps my favorite school in the Ivy League. So not jokers here at Princeton. Straight up. Telling you, telling us, Richmond, number two worst city in the United States in terms of evictions, right? They don't care about you. You need a union like you need a car to stand up for you, right? This, and then again, I love this. So Princeton University, uh, thank you, Princeton University. Go Tigers. Princeton University, not only highlighting that Richmond's a junk uh, place when it comes to coming after poor people and working people. Shocker. Hampton, Newport News, Norfolk, Chesapeake, wow, Virginia Beach. You know, so of the, you know, the worst places in America to possibly be if you are a... Um, a, t a tenant, a renter. Shocker. Of the worst cities out there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five of them out of the top 15 are in Virginia. No other state is that crappy. Virginia is for unions. Because the unions are the only people who are going to stand up to this massive, massive discrimination in the housing market. So again, great piece. Great piece from a beautiful union here. The Richmond Education Association really helping us understand why we need a union, uh, how unions do things like make sure that you can have a 
a living wage so that you don't have to wait for the government or somebody else to take their sweet fucking time helping you out if you live in Creighton Court. Because I guarantee you this, if 100%, 90% of the workers in Creighton Court were union, this wouldn't be a problem. They would have the benefits, wages, and working conditions that they deserve so they wouldn't have to do this shitty housing. Um, unbelievable. Disgraceful. Disgraceful that your elected leaders in Richmond and in the Commonwealth would allow such a travesty. And, and again, who's fighting for these people in Creighton Court? Richmond Education Association fighting for these people in this housing crisis. I don't know what to tell you. Right? Absolute garbage. Uh, and again, uh, I wanted to just make the point about scale. So, um, we are going to do the math and not the math. <laughs> With that. So, uh, we just said, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about poverty in Virginia. And what we really want to know is, you know, how many people are we really talking about that are living in these conditions and deserve better? Well, first of all, we need some numbers, right? So let's think about Virginia. And let's think about how many people we're talking about that are, you know, working poor people or working people. Uh, 2020 data from Virginia, and this is from talkpoverty.org. Again, well, you know, we'll link to them as always. If you don't like their data, that's fine. Find somewhere else and send it to me, and I'll, you know, I'll use a different source. Um, and again, nobody here knows what sources, methodology, and that shit means. That's not what you're about. Well, show me the money. Um, so we know in Virginia, we know. There are 8,279,537 people and in poverty, 822,000, right? Okay. That's a huge, huge, huge number. But what does that mean? And again, the reason that that's 10%... <laughs> Look at where the poverty line is drawn. We've talked about this before with the Alice budget, right? In United Way. Uh, they're saying twenty, essentially $26,000. All right. So they're telling us that if the population of Virginia is broken down right in the, you know, t 10 slices of pie. Um, what does that look like? Well, here are 10 slices of pie. They're not even, but you can pretend that they're even. What they're telling us is that working people, and probably even more, right? We're saying that 9.9%, .9%, so that's roughly 10%, 99 
you would agree is basically the same thing as 10, right? So they're saying this whole pie is 8 point, and we're going to call it 8.3 million people. So that's 8,300,000 people total. And that, roughly speaking, 10% of that. So we're going to say 830,000, right? We can divide by 10. That's 10%. That's not hard. We're saying that 830,000 make less than or equal to 26,000 per year. All right. So that is what we were just told. That little slice of the pie there. That's working people who are making under $26,000 a year. Well, what's $26,000 a year? Well, I don't know what that is. Neither do I. I mean, I kind of do, but we know this. We know that if there are 52 weeks in a year, and we know that you work roughly 40 hours a week, and we know that it's more than that. That means you are working 2,080 hours per year. And if you work 2,080 hours per year and you make $26,000 per year, well, what are you making per hour, right? So we, we take 26,000 and we're going to divide that by 2,080, right? And you should be saying to yourself intuitively that that's going to be about thirteen dollars now. Two two thousand eighty is roughly two thousand twenty six thousand divided by two thousand is roughly thirteen. So you know it's going to be a little less than that, right? But let's just see. Twelve dollars fifty cents. So there's some math, right? What we just learned by this is they're telling us that if you took the entire population of Virginia, 8.3 million people, that's a lot of people, and you said how many of them, you know, make $12.50 an hour or a little bit less a year? That's a lot of people. 830,000, right? That's a lot. And we know we if we made that a little bit you know, different if we said, well, how many people make under $20 an hour? Well, we know that that piece of the pie would only be bigger, right? Uh huh. And again, of the folks in poverty, what does that look like in Virginia? Well, of the folks in poverty, um, a good chunk are minority folks, right? Um, well, this is Virginia as a whole, but, and again, pulling from, uh, U.S. census data there. So what are you going to do?
Mm. Affordable housing. Terrible rate, right? Terrible, terrible, terrible. So, what's 822,000 people? What does that actually mean? Scale and magnitude. We talk about that all the time. Here's what it means. This is AT&T Stadium. It's where the Dallas Cowboys play. I used to enjoy the Dallas Cowboys. I used to find Jerry Jones pretty entertaining. I still kind of find him pretty entertaining, even though, you know, again, talk about somebody that hates working people. My gosh, can you imagine if there were no union? Uh, Jerry Jones would walk all over those players. Are you joking? Um, Jerry Jones, what a what a guy. Hates the blacks. Uh, this is that picture of him, like, in Arkansas back in the day, uh, protesting black kids from coming into school. Like, Jerry Jones, my gosh. Um, bad dude. Probably. But anyway, um, Dallas Cowboys play here. 80,000 people is the capacity of that stadium, right? 80,000. So that's a lot of people. So I want you to imagine, this is going to be hard. I want you to imagine 10. Okay? I need you to, I need you to think about it. And I need you to think of 10. There we go. See my hands. <laughs> 10 Cowboy stadiums. All right? You think of 10 Dallas Cowboy stadiums. That's how many people live in Virginia that make under $13 an hour. That's a lot. Okay. Uh, and that's what it means to think about math and scale. So do the math, not the math. If you want to do the math, watch Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, great show. But doing the math, doing the math is going to tell you that in Virginia, there's about 10 Cowboys football stadium worth of people that make under $13 an hour, right? It's a lot. And they deserve better. And the only way they're going to get better and stand up to all those people with the money and the power, you know, like getting organized, forming a union. Thank God that Virginia is for unions. Um, so with that in mind, you know, I hope you enjoyed uh, that piece from Richmond Education. I really think that it's important uh, to share what's going on in Richmond. And I think that they do a fantastic job of that. So what's next after that? Well, I think it's time for us to take you a little reading. And uh, then we're going to move into Little Caesar. So. Okay, where, from, from where, where should we read from first, Grumpy? Well, Toad, how about we read, read from the Bible or Culture Warrior by Bill O'Reilly? I'm going to read by Culture Warrior by Bill O'Reilly. And then we'll read the Bible in the next hour. There's Grumpy. He's kind of doing all right. Okay, so we're going to read from Bill O'Reilly's Culture Warrior. Before we move on to Little Caesar. This is great. Before we start reading the book, um, again, we use our kings and queens of England. We use their little playing cards to mark where we're going to read. I'm also re-watching uh, The Crown, so gosh, I'm really into it. 
Uh, that was William the First, also known as William the Conqueror. William the Conqueror, Archduke of Normandy. And in 1066, a date which should be tattooed on your butt, according to my high school teacher, Mrs. Martinez, in Chalron, uh, 1066 establishes the House of Normandy as the reigning house in England and as monarchs. To this day, uh, your very your favorite guy, Charles III, King of England, um, he is related to William the Conqueror, Archduke of Normandy, Emperor of the British Empire, King of the Britons, uh, the British Empire in 1066, a Frenchman. So um, up until today, even through today, the House of Windsor today, attached to the House of Normandy, uh, they're not British. So that's something you should know. They all are descended in one way or the other from this Frenchman. True story. <laughs> and a little coffee. So we're going to get reading from Bill O'Reilly's Culture Warrior. Here we go. This is from Chapter 4, The Difference Between Us. Uh, to Conquer a Nation, Destroy the Value of Its People, The Art of Culture War, by O'Reilly Sue. He's being fun. Here's what I'm going to read. Here's the basic divide. While most traditional Americans subscribe to the, the scriptural Ten Commandments brought down by Moses, the SPs have developed their own secular Ten Commandments. Here followed the new secular progressive commandments handed down at Hollywood and Vine sometime in the late 1960s. Thou shalt not make any judgment regarding most personal private behavior. Man-woman is the master mistress of the universe, and his her gratification is paramount. Thou shalt not worship or acknowledge God in the public square, for such an exposition could be offensive to humankind. Thou shalt take from the rich and give to the poor. No private property is sacrosanct. There's a bunch of these. They're pretty good. Uh, thou shalt circumvent mother and father in personal issues such as abortion and sex education in public schools. And there's more. If you are willing to abide by these commandments, embrace and live them to the fullest, then the secular progressive cause wants you. Bad. I know some of you may think I am exaggerating. Not so. Hmm. Interesting points from Mr. O'Reilly. Telling us that there are secular progressive commandments. But let's go through them, right? Uh, this is really important because, again, Bill does a great job. Bill helps people understand that there's a war and that he's on the right side and that, uh, you know, they're coming after you, right? So what is Bill trying to say here? He does a great job. He doesn't need to say much. Thou shalt not make any judgment regarding most private personal behavior. Well, um, you know, I know Bill means that sort of tongue-in-cheek and sarcastically, but it is what I believe. You are a divine spiritual being going through a uniquely human experience. You can do whatever you want down here. And truly, as long as other people that you're involved with are okay with it and there's consent, you really should do whatever you want. Um, with other people that want you to be doing what you're doing. Uh, that is a crazy idea for a lot of people like Bill O, right? Uh, Bill, you know, and his buddies, 
they really care a lot about what you do in private. And it's really weird because what you do in private is up to you and the people you do it with. It really should be that simple. But Bill, nah, he thinks you should care, right? He's telling you, well, what are other people doing in their private life? Let's find out. But it's deceptive, right? Uh, here's a great one. This commandment, right? Thou shalt not worship or acknowledge God in the public square, for such an exposition could be offensive to humankind. And he's right. So this is a great example of Bill mixing and blurring lines, right? Uh, Bill understands that the way to win people over is to appeal to a core value that they have and and exploit it in a way that seems reasonable. I think it's very fair to say that most progressive people out there that you meet, you know, they're not interested in God. I think it's fair to say that most elite academic institutions, they don't like that. Um, there are segments within, you know, elite education. You know, every great elite college has a divinity school, right? Well, not well, but I mean, my point is there's always trickles of it, you know, teensy little pieces of it, but not really, not a lot. And Bill's right, you know, there's a lot of people who want to fight for work, who people want to do good things, but they hate God. They don't acknowledge God's existence. They don't acknowledge that a God could even exist. And because of that, guess what God does? God knows this guy, total jerk, but at least he acknowledges that I exist. Um, and I'm going to give them power because, you know, what God wants most of all is for us to know that God exists and to love God and to serve God. So it's a real shame that people like Bill, they take God 100%. They go, you know what? We're just going to own God. We're going to say we're the only ones that believe in God and we're going to win. And people like me at 19 years old, when I read this, 20 years old, yeah, 19. Actually, I was 19 slash 20. Oh, when I read this, um, I was right at 20. It's a winning argument, right? I was a young Catholic and I was like, you know why? As much as I really kind of want to, you know, be pro people, uh, Bill's right. You know, I, I remember being a young person. And thinking, wow, these Democrats, none of them talking about God. None of them, not one. And, or they do in this very nebulous way. And they're like, yeah, we love God, but do you want to do anything about it? Oh, no, 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 it's private. Nope. Uh, so Bill and his buddies won. They won bigly. Because they said, you know what? We're not afraid to say we love God, that we know God. Um, do I think Bill O'Reilly is as connected to God as he probably ought to be? No, of course not. He wouldn't be espousing bullshit, but he at least tries. He believes, right? I give him credit for that. Uh, thou shalt take from the rich and give to the poor. <laughs> Again, what an easy, simple way to describe what I would say is repairing a broken system. I would agree with Sean Fain, and you know, when he says, "Hey, billionaires are a mistake. Like there, there shouldn't be billionaires, right?" But instead of saying that, um, you know, there's a discussion to be had about how much wealth is concentrated. Bill just uses phrases like rich and poor. Easy, right? Uh, a lot of people out there in America today, they make, you know, they'll make 150 grand, uh, no other passive income, no real wealth. And they think they're rich. And one of the major reasons they think that they're rich is because people in media, especially entertainment, portray them as being wealthy. 
And people that don't understand money, like most working people, think that that is wealthy. And Phil O'Reilly and his buddies at Fox and the rest of them capitalize on that. I've told you before, um, if you make under 200 grand a year, you should vote for a Democrat or a Democratic Socialist or something. Um, probably not. But truly, no, nobody's helping them out. Uh, but Bill and his buddies, they successfully get a lot of people who are not wealthy to believe that they are by saying quick bullet points like that, right? And so if you really understood policy and you really understood the origins of capital, especially financial capital, you would know that really, uh, unless you have passive income in your life and unless you are an owner of wealth in multiple forms, that you're probably aligned with the politicians that are supporting working poor people, but you don't know that. So um, great job, Bill. You just convinced a bunch of people to join you by having a quick, easy understand line. So good job. Uh, thou shalt circumvent mother and father on personal issues such as abortion and sex education in public schools. Man, it's funny how people want to rule their teenagers' lives, even though they've been teenagers and know what it's like to be a teen. Uh, I don't need, I'm not a parent. I can't even begin to comment on how kooky that idea is. But Bill does a good job. So once again, uh, Bill O'Reilly, the culture warrior, really helping people understand that progressive people fighting for working people are coming after them. He really helps people understand that if you love God, which I do, and a lot of people I know do, if you love God, then you need to stay away from progressive people because they're coming after you for God. So, um, I don't know, Bill. Good job. Good job. Good book, right? People in the progressive space, people who are pro-people, pro-workers, people who want to see society evolve and enhance itself need to fight back Bill O'Reilly a lot better than what they're doing. I don't know what to tell you because the guy is pretty good. So we should be learning from Bill and his buddies instead of constantly disparaging them. All right. Well, I'm going to take a break for a moment. Cue up a little Caesar. And then I'll be back with that and some more articles. So give me just a moment. To tee that up. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, actually, you know what I'm going to do since it's been about an hour? Time for our daily shameless plug for the... So as we get into our next hour, uh, before I do that, I need to go fill my mug with something because I'm going to lose my voice here. So before we go, I can take a breather. As always, as always, a shameless plug for the Red Derby. Red Derby at 14th and Quincy in D.C. We love the Red Derby. Uh, we'll, we talk about them every day. Do they agree with everything on this program? Most of the people there, probably not, but maybe yes. Um, they love us. We love them. I was there Friday, and I was there Thursday. So, gosh, what did I, what did I have? Uh, Thursday to celebrate 
Um, the re return of a good buddy of mine from Europe, at least for a visit, uh, had a wonderful grilled cheese with bacon, the new grilled cheese at the Red Derby. I want to say that there's boars and cheese in it. I think it is boars and cheese. Certainly tastes like it. I could eat boars and cheese by the barrel. So I'm loving the new grilled cheese at Red Derby. You should definitely go get it. Uh, but let's see some some of the stories from the Derby today. We've got new merch coming. Uh, down East Cider. Oh, they're they're doing baseball. I saw this yesterday. Arthur, big Orioles fan, so watching <laughs> the uh, O's play. I don't know who won, but uh, half off tendies and tecates on Tuesdays. Uh, nothing better than a tecate with a lime. I get mine served in a glass. True story. Um, Ro, happy birthday, Ro. We're doing Ro's birthday on Friday the 13th. Love. Uh, <laughs> love that. And, of course, tonight is trivia. It is trivia on Wednesday, so we need you to go to the Red Derby and participate in trivia. Right? I think there's some trivia pictures. Somewhere around here. Oh, there's some trivia. That was from the Summer Trivia Series. Uh, obviously, we are now... <laughs> into fall trivia and great place to go play trivia the bathroom of the red derby so we love the red derby 14th and quincy go play trivia tonight if you don't want to play trivia go upstairs have one of our new blts i like the blt personally on the hoagie a little extra mayonnaise for me but whatever suits you uh maybe you're just there to have a bevy again 24 7 pandemic happy hour 24 7 $3.50 lucky picks and, and, and shots as well. So Red Derby, 14th and Quincy, while I take a break, I'll be right back.
All righty. Well, we are back. Thank you for giving me a moment to go get some soda. Soda water, really, with my soda stream. Uh, from my North Beach Bar and Grill mug, North Beach Bar and Grill, Virginia Beach, at the Hampton Inn, Virginia Beach North, a Chamin Hotel. So, you know, probably won't see me there, but um, great people at the Hampton Inn, Virginia Beach. <laughs> Hampton, e, Hampton Inn, Virginia, Beach North, uh, great pizza, probably my favorite pizza in Virginia Beach. Uh, go ask for Matt. Matt used to be the restaurant manager. And if you're in the hotel, even though she, uh, you know, I don't know if she's still going to be there, but ask for Lori. Lori's been there for 20-something years. I love Lori. Lori Hitchler, great lady, general manager there. <laughs> Oh, righty. I wanted to share a few more articles, but I guess we, before we do that, since we are back, time for us to move into our next phase of little Caesar. Um, we finished up the House of Delegates two days ago. We did all 100. We looked at all 100 House of Delegates and we saw every piece of legislation that they wrote. Uh, most of it, not good. Didn't see anything in there, really. I, I saw maybe, you know, again, we looked at every piece of legislation. That is a fact. That is a fact. I know it doesn't sound like it, but we really did. When we went through every single profile and every single chief legislation, well, every legislation has a chief legislator behind it, and we went through all 100, so we've seen everything. A lot of commendations for people and orgs, but not a lot of legislation to change the lives of working people in Virginia. And that's why Virginia has 10 Dallas Cowboys-sized football fields of people who make under $15 an hour. Hmm. I doubt that the Senate has anything else better going on, but we're gonna find out. So let's look at our senators and let's see if they're real people. Let's see what they're writing. And then as always, we're gonna see who owns them. And I bet you it's gonna be All righty, Senate of Virginia here. We go. Um, different website, so I can't, you know, obviously sort it like it. So we're just going to go alphabetic. And we're going to start with Lamont Bagby. Uh, Lamont Bagby here. He, I believe he's a, he, I believe he is the senator for where I'm currently sitting in Churchill. I met him one time i appreciated that a lot of folks had a lot of positive things to say about him <laughs> uh relatively new to the senate so no legislation written 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 so can't hold him accountable or anything yet uh but again when i met him uh, i told him about my 
time with Shamin Hotels before I got fired for organizing hotel workers. I was less than impressed with what he had to share with me. So, uh, since there's no legislation eh, and the biography is minimal, maybe all the biographies are going to be minimal, we don't uh, know. But let's see where he gets his money. And as a local, yeah. Uh. Woo! You can't read that. It's $234,000 from the Dominion Energy, the power company. Hopefully that's a little bit better. But that is some big money. 234000 not even close. There's nobody even close to that. Right? Uh, and I will tell you, just so that, you know, because I looked and I, it really irritated me. Um, Not that it's a lot of money. It's not. Uh, but, you know. He and his buddies, and there's more that he gave to. So that really, you know, that really set the scene for my engagement in Virginia politics, was to find a guy who said, I want to help you. But then I looked him up, and Neil Amin gives him money. And he didn't really have anything to tell me about how he was going to help the thousand some odd black and brown workers at Shamin Hotels do better. So uh, I have to say, pretty disappointed. All right. Who's next? George L. Barker. George, let's see. Bio. Joined the Senate in 08. That's not. A long time, uh, but it's not not a long time. So, something to think about. Um, studies and commissions. Hmm. Set of bills here. Here we go. Uh-huh. I mean, this person literally wrote legislation on Texas Hold'em poker tournaments. Is that really what you want to be sending people to the Senate for? Probably not. Now, what the hell is any of this? Okay, let's see. Okay, well, uh, prohibits a landlord from performing a background check credit or other without an applicant written disclosure. I guess that's all right. I mean, that's something. It's something. It's not really great. <laughs> It's not really great. It's pretty bad. Uh, but we're gonna... Born in 51? Look how... Hello? Hello, McFly? Hello, 51? Uh, let's see. 51, Harry 
S. Truman still thinking about how he dropped the bomb, right? Um, this person, you know, uh, maybe George is the nicest guy in the world. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably a nice guy. But George didn't get on the internet with regularity until he was 50. That's a true story, okay? George might have gotten a miracle online back in the day, but no. Um, All those old people have got to get out of legislation. They got to. Woo! Big money. Big money. Again, the power company. Not good. Realtors. Not. But the, most of the Democrats fighting for the Democrats. So, you know, not a shocker. I cannot say that that's a shocker. All right, John J. Bell. John J. Bell, 63, uh, was in the House in 16, then moved to the Senate. Not bad, okay? Not bad. Um, in the sense that we like newer members in the legislation. Uh, a gaming subcommittee. A gaming Huh. Can't tell if he's for this or not. A lot of deaf and blind stuff here, which is good. I'm glad he's you're supporting folks that are traditionally underrepresented. Oh, I like this. Anti-bullying and getting the parents involved—that's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, good. Yes, transitioning from military to civilian life—that's good. Mental health—that's that's very good. I like that. I like that. Good. Uh, that's some good legislation. All right. John Bell. Do, do, do. Well, let's see which John Bell we, we, we want. Loudon and Prince William. Probably. There we go. Not a not close race, right? Two million to three million. It's a lot of money. Not a shock that the Senate caucus, and that makes sense. Oh, gun safety, we like that. That's good. All right, not bad. Not even, not bad money, John. Not bad. Uh, Jennifer, we'll do four. We'll do four senators a day and we'll get it done in 10 days, right? I get it done in two? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Born in Pine Bluff, 66. Community organizer, like me. Episcopalian, kind of like me. <laughs> All right. What are you working on, Jennifer? Uh, what are you working on? Actually, I like some of these subcommittees. Some good stuff there. Paid family medical leave. Love that. Hazing prevention in middle and high schools. Love that. I mean, personally, big fan of hazing. Obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of hazing. You will see my pledge paddle is over there where you can see it on the other camera. Uh, big fan of hazing for me, but it, you know, not, not anymore, sadly. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep the guns away from the kids. Thank God, Jennifer. Thank you. Uh, yes. Ooh, rent stabilization. I love that. not bad not bad at all I gotta tell ya uh, actually looks like some pretty good le legislation there Jennifer definitely looks like you're trying to help some, some working people so I like that alright alright Jennifer let's see where you are getting your money the democrats not shocking and the power company oh the power company oh no uh <laughs> but aft we like that we like that aft the teachers we love teachers do we love teachers more than other people in our lives sometimes yes do we talk about and think about our teachers more than others yes Every single time, every single time we do the math and not the math, and we make sure that our units cancel and we do multiplication, uh, you know, right? I mean, um, we think of Mrs. Shuck, our high school chemistry teacher. Anytime I think about the fact that this place is swimming in Confederate history, I think about my so anti-confederate history teacher mrs thompson she was fucking great the war of northern aggression mrs thompson would call it <laughs> yeah, at least on one or two occasions she was great um and i like this relatively new we like that five let's do five and knock them out amanda chase Amanda Chase has been in the Senate since 2016. That's not nothing. Uh, Chesterfield, Columbia Heights. Yeah, some parts around here where we live. Uh, huh, small business owner, sometimes good, sometimes scary. <laughs> oh, removes the authority to prohibit... 
firearm. Oh my gosh. Don't go into Amanda's office or Amanda. Amanda might shoot you. Um, let's see. What else is Amanda focused on? Uh, getting the parent, you know, it's, that's an interesting one. That is worthy of discussion. How, you know, invested are parents, man, parents. I can't really tell. Certainly some bad shit here with guns. Um, I understand why parents want transparency. I do. I also understand that most people are bad parents. So what are you going to do? I won't have kids. Oh, right. Where's her money? Because the money is what matters, right? Um, well, it looks, it looks like this lady might be on her way out. Um, what? happened here huh something happened anyway Brandon's from Amanda Chase there's the money Iron Bridge not good the dentist not good the auto dealers the auto owners. Not good. Not good. All right. Well, there you have it. Your first block of senators. I think I saw one or two good things. Not a lot. I saw a lot more money. A lot more money from the power company. Yeah. Um, because the real truth in Virginia is that Virginia is for unions, but the Virginia General Assembly is for the Dominion Energy Company. I don't know what else to tell you. Pretty sad, right? Pretty sad. Huh? Well, getting back to some more, you know, news. Because again, uh, I think we saw there that really nobody in the Senate, maybe one or two senators we saw, is going to fight for you. Uh, they really are owned by the power company and other big interests, so they're really not fighting for you. Uh, so it's very important to think about who is fighting for you. Well, you know, that's what we're here to talk about. So I wanted to get back to an article that I had shared earlier about Richmond city workers. So we want to talk about another real life example. You know, we shared this the other day. Uh, we're going to keep sharing it often. Richmond city workers at DPU under attack. We know that Richmond city workers have been targeted and fired multiple times for talking about organizing and getting together 
It's illegal. It's wrong. I don't know what to tell you, but they're under attack. And they had gotten fired. And they had been retaliated against for talking about getting together to form a union. Why? Well, because we saw they're underpaid. They're overworked. They don't get what they deserve. And it's bullshit. So I got to tell you, if you think about who is standing up for these workers at DPU, well, it's Teamsters 322. Teamsters 322 here in Richmond, Virginia, helped get these two workers back on the job. That's a true story. Can't say their names. Got to protect the uh, their identity. But we know two workers at Department of Public Utilities have gotten their jobs back, the pay they deserve, the benefits that they deserved and earned because the Teamsters fighting back to get these workers their jobs. If you've been cheated by the city, if you want to share your story, uh, that's what we want to do here. We want you to give us a call, 804-446-0469. Send us a text, shoot us a note. If you want to send us an info, info at tln.one. We want to hear your stories. We need you to fight Richmond City, the Teamsters helping you fight the Teamsters helping workers who got fired get their jobs back, get their full pay back. The Teamsters fighting the city to get the workers the wages, benefits, and worker, uh, working conditions that they deserve. We know that there's a vote going on right now. We really, 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 really hope that workers in the city of Richmond choosing to organize, behind, organize and stay with Teamsters 322 to get them the contract they deserve, to get the money they deserve, to get the benefits they deserve, the city will fucking go after the city with its crooked mayor. Most of the city council, pretty crooked, hates working people. You just saw they don't want to fight with great report. They don't care because they're owned by Neil Amin. They're owned by these companies that run Richmond. Neil making sure that these people are, are fucking kept down. Teamsters fighting people like that. So Teamsters 322 fucking fighting for people, working city workers in Richmond, people like you. True story. And again, we're going to share that. Uh, we always, you know, want people to be thinking about Teamsters 322 here in Richmond, Virginia, because they really are fighting for working people. Um, another fun fight here from a labor union, a different one, but also in, uh, this is from their national website, but AFL-CIO, uh, wanting to share this about Latina Equal Pay Day. Yeah. Because again, I worked in hotels 15 years, 15 years. I saw rooms getting cleaned by these hardworking housekeepers, room attendants, and yet they got to take home virtually nothing. It's absolutely criminal that we live in a society like that. But we live in a society like that because it's run by people like Neil Levine from the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania, right? So they decide what you're worth, not uh, not anybody else. So great article here. Um, great statement from Liz Schuler, AFL-CIO. You know, Latina's making just 52 cents on the dollar compared to white men. Um, ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous. <sighs> a hotel room is getting sold tonight somewhere in Richmond, right? 
for lots of money. Lots of money. Uh, if we flip over here to Hilton.com, we're going to Richmond, Virginia. We're going to check in. I don't know. Let's check in tonight for one night. Two nights. We're going to stay two nights in Richmond. All right. We're going to be staying. Uh, Neil owns this hotel, right? Neil owns Homewood Suites by Richmond downtown. I spent a lot of time there in my life. Uh, $209 a night to stay at the Hilton by uh, the Homewood Suites by Hilton Richmond downtown. So if you stay there two nights, that's $419, right? Well, I can tell you that that housekeeper is being forced to clean that room in 30 minutes. She's getting maybe $13, $14 an hour. So she's going to get $7 and you just paid $418. Hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking joking, right? So let's do the math. All right, let's do the fucking math because this is unfucking acceptable. Unacceptable. What percentage did that housekeeper just get, right? So this is why it's really important that folks like AFL CIO exist is they're fighting up for these Latinas who are making no money when they should be making a lot more. Because uh, I got to tell you, I've worked in 15 years of hotel. I've probably supported three dozen hotels directly in my life, right? That's 36 hotels. I'm telling you, I have not met a lot of men white housekeepers. You just don't. But you meet a lot of Latinas and black ladies. True story. So, again, um, AFL-CIO highlighting, highlighting out in the leisure industry, that's my old industry, hospitality, leisure and hospitality, uh, 53%, more than half, are women, right? Um, unbelievable. More than half, right? And they are being treated so terribly. And so we know... Oh, you couldn't see that because I'm doing the math. Whatever. But again, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. We're going to zoom in just to make the point. Tonight in Richmond. Right near me. $209 a night. You would agree. Right? There it is. We blow, blow it up. $209 a night, you would agree. $209 a night. All right, so $209 a night. That's $418, right? You would agree. And then we know that the housekeeper, well, she has to clean that room in 30 minutes. That's a half of an hour. 0.5 hours. Times maybe she's getting fourteen dollars an hour. It's probably not. Not if she works for Shemin Hotels in Richmond, Virginia. Probably she's not, but maybe she is. Fourteen dollars an hour times a half of an hour is seven dollars. Seven dollars. Did I clean that room? No. Did Neil Amin clean that room? No. Is it pretty much the only thing the guest cares about? Yes. So $7 is what the housekeeper got. 
but we just paid $418 to stay there. Right? So we want to know what fraction of the pie did that housekeeper get? Probably a Latina woman. Just like AFL-CIO is pointing out, right? So we need to know what percentage that housekeeper got. Because it's really important. Um, they, they cleaned 100% of the room, so they did most of the work. Obviously, you need your friends, the front desk, you need the maintenance men, you need the housemen, you need laundry, you need breakfast, you need all of them uh, to run the building. You certainly don't need the owner. Not really. So, this is going to just break your heart. It breaks mine every day. That housekeeper who just cleaned 100% of the room only got 1.67% of the money. The fuck are you talking about? Come on. Are you fucking joking me? Are you fucking kidding me? The housekeeper just did, I don't know, more than half the work that's involved to sell that room. And they got 1.67%. She got 1.67%. That is insane. That is crazy. And that's where the AFL-CIO exists. It's so that women can get organized and get the wages and working conditions they deserve. I don't know what else to tell you, right? Um, so we're really grateful that AFL-CIO you know, put that out, but, um, uh, we need these ladies to get into unions, right? I mean, look at this. You know, we, my housekeepers, a lot of Latina women, a lot of black women, right? In 2020, not even 10% are in unions. Not even 12% of black women are in unions. You want to make more money? You want to get the benefits you deserve? Well, let's drive that number way up, right? Let's take that number as close to 100. Maybe not exactly 100. Not everywhere needs a union, but gosh damn, most places do. Right? Got to make that money. You've got to be earning more than 1.67% of what you produced. And that's really not okay. And folks like AFL-CIO, you know, their job is to make sure that folks get the money that they deserve. Right? Uh, so, something to consider. And before we go today, uh, because I want to end on a, maybe a lighter note, um, let's end with a final piece from AFL-CIO, but something a little bit more lighthearted. It's Halloween soon. You love Halloween. Halloween's a wicked holiday. I don't like Halloween. Don't do Halloween. Very wicked. Celebrate All Saints Day the next day. All Saints Day. Great day. Great day. Halloween celebrating demons and dark energy very bad i don't like halloween uh costumes great want to have a costume party have fun um but, but don't celebrate ghouls and dark energy it's very wicked but anyway if you are gonna have candy <laughs> uh which most of you will have candy for trick-or-treating make sure it's union-made candy union-made candy we want to see 
Union Candy, uh, made by the Bakery Confectionery Tobacco Workers and Grain Millers International Union. A recent list here of what is candy that you can have out there. I love this is so adorable. Uh, licorice, disgusting. We don't like licorice. Seize candy only if you're rich. Ghirardelli chocolate. Oh, we don't love Ghirardelli chocolate. But good to know, Hershey Kisses, Hershey Company, uh, all the Hershey stuff is union made. So we do love a Hershey kiss. Uh, we do love a little Hershey dark chocolate with an almond. We love, um, love those. Yeah, dark bars. Those are good. Kit Kats, Kit Kats, love a Kit Kat. Um, you know, I'm not a sugary, I'm not a sugar, sugar person, but for those of you who are, you've got your Jolly Ranchers and your Jelly Bellies and your Mike and Ikes. Perfect if you just want like pure sugar. <laughs> um, Ferrero group. I hope that's like Ferrero Rocher. I hope. I don't know. Um, but most important, you know, that's my goodness. Thank God, because I love a Butterfinger. So good to know that a Butterfinger is Union Candy. We love a Butterfinger. Like Bart Simpson said in the nineties, nobody better ba nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger or my Butterfinger BBs. Uh, making a reference to candy you haven't had in thirty years. Uh, Tootsie Rolls and Russell Stover. We love those Russell Stover candy. So again, uh, before we go today, make sure that your candy is union-made candy. Don't serve non-union candy. Uh, so go out and get some Hershey's, get some Kit Kats, get some Jolly Ranchers and some Butterfingers, right? Because again, these are the unions, these are the orbs that are taking care of working people like you in Richmond, right? So we love that. All right. Well, Grumpy and I are going to say goodbye for now. Grumpy and I are going to go for a walk or something. We're going to cut this up and do more. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow where we're going to read from the Bible and the Illustrated Black History book. Do some more stories and again, help working people across Richmond, Virginia, anywhere understand that if you want the wages... You want that money, get that money, labor that money. You want that money, get that money. You want the wages, working conditions, the lifestyle you deserve. You gotta get organized. You gotta form a union. You need a union like you need a car. We're gonna help you find the right union for you and your family. But again, until tomorrow, Tony and Grumpy wishing you love and solidarity. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.